Lickin' on Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you to the podcast. It's Labor Day, September 6th. I hope you're enjoying your holiday. We're sitting here doing a podcast. They say find something you enjoy doing and you'll never work another day of your life. This isn't work. This is fun. I'm just so excited to be able to join you live. I was listening to another podcast that I was recorded on. It was Alec Hansen. I couldn't hardly listen to it, folks, because I was so amped up. I was so excited to be there with Alex. So whatever you do, don't listen to that interview. It was good about storytelling. But, oh, my gosh, it was like I was on three cups of espresso and a bunch of sugar lumps. It was high energy. But anyway, we love doing this podcast. We're so glad that you're listening to it. This podcast does get listened to. My daughter's home from work. She's uh, up in Dallas and some of her associates at Willowbend. We don't listen to all of them, Dad, but we, we get them on. And we do watch it. I think it's pretty cool that you're doing this. So we hear that from so many. So thank you so much, everybody. Again, this podcast is created by Mortgage Professionals. It is for Mortgage Professionals. We're glad to have you as our listener. Obviously, I am in holiday mode. I mean, uh, day off mode. So we're not following this script quite a sight. Again, really what we're committed to is bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And we've got some great content. Um, most of the regulars are off today. So we're uh, Alice was texting me earlier. She says, hey, not a lot in the legislative update, but we've got Les Parker's here. The MBA's mortgage business is not here today, but we've got an update on macro view of the market. So we'll get with Les in just a minute. But talking about that podcast with Alex, I think there's a consequence to listening to podcasts or books on tape at 125 to 150%. What's resulting is that I am picking up my rate at which I speak. So I've gone back and listened to some of my podcasts here, and there's times where I have these bursts where it's just coming at you like a machine gun. So uh, we welcome your feedback on anything we can do better. I'm always about improving. I'm 71 years old, 47 years in this industry. I love it. But we're always working on improving, which is a great segue into what our hot segment is. It's Tony Keiko. He is the founder and president of Affinity 5. The focus of this interview that you're going to hear will be about you and your job, your career, and, and how it aligns with your skill set, dreams, and purpose. And um, there's some really great information there. I call Tony Keiko your career Sherpa. He should be the guy that's guiding you up the career mountain. And I think he does just does an excellent job. You're going to hear about it in the Hot Topic segment in just a few minutes because we don't have a lot between now and then. There are some things I want to talk about, though, because as we're focusing in on careers and career development, leadership development, what's really interesting, one of the fastest growing segments of the Transformational Mortgage Solutions consulting business and coaching business is the coaching on leadership. And we're going to be talking in just a minute about something that I found is a very useful tool. So I'll get into that in just a minute. Thank you to our sponsor, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, Finaster, with their Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution, as well as Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative and the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, and Incelerate, Josh Friend, and our friends over at Knowledge Coop, uh, Mobility MMI, Modex. There's so many others. You can check them all out on our sponsorship page. I encourage you to do so. Also, 
special thank you to all of our regulars. I pray and hope they have a relaxing three-day weekend with this Labor Day holiday. But let's first get over to Les Parker with a macro review of the markets. What you got for us today, Les, and what is the music parody? I always like these. TM Spotlight Soundbites is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Will Bond meet Fed in the middle. Will Bond meet Fed in the error. Will Bond love Fed just a little, just enough to show Bond's care. Rates dropped on weak jobs. And then traders sold the spike before leaving for their long weekend junket. Janet Yellen wants a weak dollar to create inflation via an uber dovish Fed. The Fed half-heartedly delayed its tapering, conditioned on employment improvements. Friday's jobs showed no progress, but strong wages fed the bonds' inflation view. With the European Central Bank tapering and the Fed dithering, the ensuing dollar bearishness retards the fall in rates. Will bonds try to fake getting along with the Fed? Bonds just can't make it. These views are my own. Find out if bonds care at tmspotlight.com. Yeah, find it out. Go check out all the newsletters you can check out and all the market data that's going on there. It's just excellent, excellent stuff. And you can do so by looking at the TM Spotlight and the macro view of the markets. And if you enter the word power for power seller, you're going to get that newsletter for free. It's a paid version, but you get it for free. So let's talk a little bit about your careers. We're going to be focusing in the hot topic segment, the interview with Tony Keiko. But I want to talk just briefly how to recognize your team. So I have always liked using the assessment tools for personality assessment to find out if you're a sanguine, which I am, an outgoing, bubbly type person, or are you a choleric, which is more of an army general person, command and control, or are you a phlegmatic, which is more about numbers? A lot of you find a lot of underwriters in this category, a lot of CFOs in this category, and also the melancholic group. The melancholic group is a group of which you'll find that care about the needs of people that are more concerned about the cause, the people, and then they are about other things. So we use that in our consulting and coaching business. We, first of all, every time I get a new engagement with a client, I always have them go through the Berkman assessment that allows them to do that. I'll tell you why this is so meaningful. Again, you'll find most salespeople generally fall in a sanguine nature, which is that bubbly, outgoing, communicative, high relational. They speak in pictures. They speak in volumes of words, whereas a cleric is more of a CEO type or someone more of a manager. I said an army general. They really want things concise and to the point. And then the phlegmatics are the ones, they want to know the numbers. What is going on here? What are the facts? Give me the facts. I really want to dig to the facts. And then you go back up all the way up. I'm thinking and picturing in my mind this cube. And I'd be happy to send this to you. If anywhere you want this, let me know. I'll be happy to send this out. I have a PDF on it. Share it out. Just email me at david at tms-advisors.com. But anyway, we have this as a tool. So we go out and look at that. But here's what's so interesting. I know I'm a sanguine. I'm an outgoing, bubbly personality. I got that. I love doing the podcast. I use probably too many words. There's a little chirpy voice on the side of your shoulder that's taking us just get to the point. Well, that's because it's calling on my subdominant, which is the choleric side of me, which is I do have that. What's interesting, and I'm in no stress or in my usual behavior is what Dr. Berkman called it. He's passed away. I had a chance to meet him in his 90s. Brilliant man. Did this. He was so compassionate. He wanted to find the way in which people could relate. And he wanted to find a tool that would allow us to assess how you're wired 
and how to communicate with you. But one thing that I could never figure out is why is it in the mortgage business, you know, we have that last week of every month where stress is through the roof. I don't care when I start, I was in the business, if I was anywhere in there, if you're in this business, I don't care if you're at the beginning, at the loan origination side, processing, underwriting, funder, closer, anyway, all the way through, trying to make the numbers as a CEO. Well, there's moments of stress and it usually comes from the 20th to the 25th and it's that end of the month stress. My personality changed. I went out of being a sanguine and I was cleric, and I said, oh, my God, am I schizophrenic? The answer is no. I have a subdominant tendency or subdominant nature. And that's what I picked up from the Berkman assessment. It is such a powerful tool. We've had Jim Blanchard on. Go back and search all of the interviews we've done with Jim and Jeannie Blanchard. I love these two. Jim just turned 80. Another thing about you're not getting too old looking. I'm mean, at 71. I'm young talking to Jack Guttentag. Jack is going to come on and be a guest here in uh, some upcoming programs. He's 98 and still contributing. I met him when he was 85. He has become a dear friend and someone I'm really looking forward to having back on the podcast talking about one of his latest passions, which is reverse mortgages. More on that later. Getting back to the personality assessments and the thing I want to talk about is the six working geniuses. So the personality assessments help me realize that when in stress, I go to choleric. I don't want to hear the story. I want to get to the point. What's your point? I'm trying to get loans funded here. What's your point? And I would come across in stress in a more abrupt, some would say rude. My wife would definitely say it was rude at times, style. And it's because they said, like, what's wrong with you? You're not this bubbly guy. I'm in stress. That's why. And I think we all look at the dominant and subdominant, our usual behavior, while we project how we want people to talk to us. But then also there's this other nature. There's a whole lot more to this. And we got to go back and get Jim Blanchard on and talk more and more and more about this. But go back and take a look at the previous podcast on that. But here's what I want to talk about. Another tool that we've recently discovered was created by Patrick Lencioni and the Table Group. They've created something called the Six Types of Working Geniuses. And they work in groups of two. And there's the ideation. So we all have a dominant and subdominant, just like Dr. Berkman came up with a dominant and subdominant in who your personality is. Actually, he rates it into four quadrants. It's really interesting. And now there's Myers-Briggs is another good one out there. I use all these tools to try to dial in. And who am I working with? How can I be most effective in working with them? I always tell salespeople, if you're a sanguine salesperson, do not talk to a phlegmatic in your style just and work with their style learn how to make adjustments and that's really what it is how do we be more effective relating to other people so again got tony kaiko coming up here in a few minutes on the who's the your career sherpa and it, we get into some of this a little bit touch on it but it's one of these things that are passion so the six working geniuses by patrick lencioni the first two is wonder and invention i'll talk about that in a minute that's in the ideation area then there's a discernment and galvanization those two are grouped around or in the activation area. And then there's implementation, which is involves enablement and tenacity. So wonderment is a genius where people have this genius. They can't help but wonder how things could be better in the world around them, in their career, their lives. They're always looking at how could we make things better. They are troubled whenever they see unmet potential in someone. That bothers them. And they are constantly and consistently curious and are always on the outlook for the need to change something. So if you have the gift of or the genius of 
wonderment, you'll find that that characteristic. Now, if you're a genius of invention, this type of genius is all about creativity. These are people who love to generate new ideas and solutions to problems and are even comfortable coming up with something out of nothing. In other words, they're inventing. They're classic inventors, and they're usually solving a problem. It does differ from the wonder because the wonder is just wondering about things. A someone with a genius of invention listening to someone with a genius of wonder is going to hear that, but they're going to go into ideation mode. They're going to create something. They're inclined to create something. So let's move from those two into activation. That's discernment. And so the genius of discernment, we need this so badly in organization. People that have this kind of genius have a natural ability when it comes to evaluating or assessing a given idea or situation and providing guidance. I have, this is my number one genius. I love this. My second one is invention. So it's real interesting that when it comes to uh, problems, I am discerning whether an idea is good. And these two are so, in my case, these are so close. They're right there, right next to each other. So as a consultant, not a bad thing to have is looking for invention. I love our solutions to the problems. So when in the problem, when you get usually brought in as a consultant, there's usually when there's a problem. And it doesn't always have to be. Smart business folks are bringing us in when there isn't a problem, before there's a problem. And they're looking at it and asking us to do assessment, something you may want to do. And then asking us to create invention, inventing things that have never been there. Kathy Thomas works with me. She's really good at this. Another thing Kathy and I both have is the discernment, and that is to discern if this is a good idea. So when I come up with an invention, I have to run it through discernment. I use this analogy. When someone's an ideation, wonder, or invention genius, it has to pass through, and you have to have the discernment genius sign off on it. So think about the loan programs or think about technology. How many amazing things have been wondered about and created that didn't go anywhere or flopped because they did not have discernment actively? And this is an instinctive judgment or discernment is a great word, finding out if it's the right thing to do and the timing of it. So a genius of discernment is the filter that no good idea should go beyond if it hasn't met with that. So who in your organization has wonder? Who in your organization has invention or creativity? And who has discernment? Then there's the galvanizing one. This is a wonderful tool. This is really another one of my strengths. It's a real strong strength. And it is one where galvanizing genius is this type of genius is about bringing energy and movement to an idea or a decision that is made. In other words, something moves from invention and starts moving past through the discernment and getting into galvanization, they move things along. They create energy. They galvanize. They rally people around this new idea, this new invention, this new ideation that was created, and they inspire people to get involved in it. So that's galvanizing. So again, thinking about something being invented, wondering, invention, then it passes through discernment, then it requires someone with a genius. Who in your organization rallies the troops, rallies people around something new. When you have change in organization, it's always met with resistance, but you move through that. So what I think is really fascinating is we've got to identify who in the organization, if you're launching something new, is all about galvanization. Then it comes into the implementation. This is the get or done ones. These are the people in your organization. They're not so good at the wonder or invention, or they may have some element of discernment, and galvanizing, but boy, they are into getting it done. And the genius of enablement are people that have the ability to quickly respond to the needs of others by offering their cooperation assistance with any project. So again, this is a natural person who comes along after the galvanizer, the genius person with galvanizing genius brings an awareness 
of this thing and, and rallies people to get on this idea, this is an enabler. This is the person that comes in and makes it happen, just really gets it done. But even in that, it has headwinds. Every new idea gets headwinds. And that's why it's so important to have the genius of tenacity. This is all about ensuring that the project gets done. Whatever project, program, effort is undertaken, they get it to completion and they achieve the desired result. People who have this genius push for required standards of excellence and live to see the impact of their work. They love looking back and going, wow, that was done well. And they can beat on their chest because many ways, a lot of ideas, if you don't have that in your organization. So think about your organization. I'm going to share this. I've got a client, but some of the executives were a little frustrated that some of the other C-level executives and managers were not bringing forth new ideas. And I said, is it possible that they don't have the ability or that they don't have that genius? They're not wired about that. Patrick Lencioni puts these working geniuses in three camps. It's called your working genius. That's where you operate and you get life out of it. So when you're working, your working genius, you have life. You look forward to getting to work because you're operating in your genius. It gives you life. Then there is the one where it's called working competency. That's where you're working to these. Remember, each of us have a dominant and subdominant. And then there's the working frustration. This is where you don't like doing this. We each have two, a dominant and a subdominant. I, I was wrong. I, I said it was mine was discernment. It's invention and galvanization. I'm all about encouraging people to do something, make changes. Let's do this. That's where Kathy Thomas comes in. She is a great person at discerning the ideas. I got a lot of great ideas, but I have got to surround myself with discerners. My wife's a discerner. So, but many people don't take no for an answer, especially when it's hooked up to galvanizing. So anyone, it's a discerner stuck in the middle. For them, for them, because we're beating on them. Too. We want this done. We want this idea. We see how it can work. And let the genius of discernment work. Anyway, this one company I was talking about, we went in and we, there's an assessment on the, that identifies, not 100% accurate, but I mean, it's very reasonably accurate. And it's how you answer the questions. I'd like to see more questions. The reason I like the Berkman assessment on the personality assessment is they ask just under 300 questions. The six working geniuses is like the fly. It only asks, I think, 20-some questions, 28 questions. So it's not near as much. I'd like to see more questions to get into the assessment into determining what your genius is. But it does work. And so going back to my story, the organization, we found out everybody in management was enablement and tenacity. Their working frustration was wonder and invention. So management team is frustrated with the people they have because they don't come up with any of their own ideas. And why does it have to be us always that come up with the ideas? Well, guess what the owners are? They're into wondered invention discernment. There's a few of them with galvanization. The vast majority of the rest of them, there is a couple others in there. And so what this tool did, it allowed us to call out who in this organization has wonder and invention genius. Who is this organization has discernment? We need to make sure we run these ideas through them. The discerners are not just naysayers. They do naysay. They challenge ideas that they don't see is going to work or that don't get it. Until they get it, we reinvent the idea and resubmit the idea. It needs to go through that discernment. And then when it does and it gets there and then they get on board, then we turn it over to those of us that have the galvanization gifts and it moves forward. And then it gives an enablement and tenacity. But if you're asking a room full of enablers and tenacity folks, to get into wonderment, especially if that's their working frustration, you're going to have a miserable group of people. And I got to tell you, this was eye-opening. 
So guess what's happening? We now value the management team because when we come up with ideas on the management team, on the executive group, those that are in wonder and invention, and then once we get past the discernment group, we turn it over to the implementers, and we are thrilled. Now, all of a sudden, you see how this changes how you look at people? So have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week, and be sure to share this podcast with others and tell others about the podcast. That's how we've grown to become the oldest. We're in our 13th year and uh, certainly have become one of the more popular ones out there. So we welcome all the others. And yes, Alec Hansen did a fabulous job of the interview. I just was frustrated with how fast I spoke. Listen to it. I'd love to hear your feedback. I called Alec. I said, did you speed that thing up? He goes, no, Lickin, we did not speed that up. You were on fire, dude. So anyway, appreciate you all out there working and making efforts to improve the lives of those around you. Hopefully you're doing it in such a way that you keep all the talent you have. If not, call Tony Keiko. He will help you. Realize what you could need to change. Talk to you soon. Have a great one. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.